good evening all welcome to today's cancer healing journey talks myself aini jones from community outreach team of zenonco.io and love heals cancer cancer healing journey talks helps cancer survivors and caregivers to share their journey with vast number of survivors and caregivers who have traveled or been traveling through this journey this can inspire and motivate them for their faster recovery as well i would like to introduce today's speaker martha kailar she is a breast cancer survivor So welcome to today's session Martha. So please start with a small introduction. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to share my journey with you. Um my name is Martha. I'm 32 years young and I was diagnosed with stage 1A breast cancer just last year um in 2021. So what were the symptoms when um, the cancer was diagnosed? I honestly did not any symptoms aside from a small lump in my left breast and i didn't even find it myself it was actually my husband who found it and i didn't think it because i had um breastfed and pumped breast milk for my son for at least a year probably a little bit more so i assumed that maybe that lump was a clogged milk duct or just something totally benign because human bodies are kind of weird sometimes so i wasn't alarmed by it and i didn't even schedule an appointment to have it checked out for 2 to 3 months after my husband brought it to my attention but other than that i didn't have any symptoms and that's part of why i thought it was something completely benign all right so what was your reaction when you got to know that you were diagnosed with cancer Well, um it was complete shock and devastation and it was kind mm-hmm. of a slow build to that realization. Once I finally made the doctor's appointments to get it checked out, I honestly wasn't nervous going into those appointments. But once I was at the ultrasound and the technician and the nurses in the room got really quiet and very serious, that's when I started to think Oh no, like there really might be something serious going on here and I honestly hadn't emotionally prepared myself for that. So, once that <clears throat> pardon me, once that dynamic changed with the medical professionals, that's when the wheels started turning in my head and I started to think could I really have breast cancer at 32? I'm healthy. I'm young. I don't have any family history. I wasn't even prepared to deal with this. So, I think for a long time I was in shock. And processing that shock really felt like having the rug pulled out from under me and not knowing what I do or where I go or what to even think about it because it was so unexpected. and as i learned more about my diagnosis um you know after getting a biopsy and then talking to an oncologist and a surgeon and really gathering my cancer care team that's when i started to process those feelings a little bit more thoroughly of okay i'm i'm devastated i'm heartbroken i'm depressed i'm anxious now what do i do so once i kind of felt those feelings and let myself just be sad um then i started to pick up the pieces and rebuild and think okay what's my next step um physically and emotionally so what all treatment you underwent for cancer 
So first I um, went the surgical route and I did a lumpectomy to just remove that lump. And the plan was to do the lumpectomy and then radiation um, and possibly chemotherapy. However, whenever the lumpectomy was completed and we got the pathology report, they found that the margins around the tumor were not clean margins. They actually found a large amount of DCIS, which is kind of like a precursor to cancer. Um, they found a lot of DCIS in the margins of that of that uh, tumor. So that really like flipped the whole situation on its head again. And then we had to revisit our entire strategy. So I then opted to do a bilateral mastectomy. And once we got the pathology report from that surgery, I then learned that my right breast had been perfectly healthy, um, but my left breast had even more extensive DCIS than they anticipated. In fact, there was so much that the margins between everything they took and my chest wall and my skin were even still not generous enough mar margins to feel, um, how do I want to say this, to feel really safe in moving yeah. forward. So that revisited um, the topic of radiation and it was my choice. Um, I just wanted to be as thorough as possible. So after the bilateral mastectomy, I did go through chemotherapy, um, more so to prevent the chance of reoccurrence down the road. And then after chemotherapy, I went through uh, radiation on the left side, since the right side had actually been healthy. And it was just to kind of clean up any of those really close margins from the surgery that we didn't feel 100% confident about. And um, it was optional, but for my own peace of mind, I just needed to do the most thorough approach as possible to be able to sleep at night knowing that I did everything I could possibly do to make sure that this didn't come back um, and not have to worry too much anymore. Although I don't think the worrying ever really stops. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how did your family took the news? My family was equally in shock, um, especially because I've just always been a generally a healthy individual. I've been a vegetarian for about 20 years. I'm active. I take care of myself. I've never smoked. So we're really in shock. And I think more so than devastation, there was a little bit of denial at first, just that feeling of, oh my gosh, this can't really be happening. So I think nice. until I actually in treatment and have surgical results, it didn't really feel real to my family members. Um, like during the treatment, like chemo, radio, so how did you manage all the side effects that was happening to you? Chemo was definitely tough. Um, I had a lot of medication for nausea and vomiting. And my I made was during my first round of chemotherapy, I, I felt so, so nauseous the couple days after, and I was waiting to take the medication until I actually got sick. And so I was just letting those nauseous feelings sit in me, but since I wasn't actually getting sick, I didn't take the medication. 
And that was a big mistake. I should have just taken the medication at the first sign of nausea because then I would have been able to eat more and settle my stomach naturally. Um, so I wish that originally I had been a little bit more proactive with taking the prescribed medication during chemo. But that was something I learned the hard way. Okay. Did you did you think of doing any alternative treatment like Ayurveda, naturopathy, anything like that? I'm actually not familiar with that. Oh. Um, that's not really alternative. Okay. Um, common right now oh, is... Yeah. I did cold tapping and that percent of my, um, so they approved, it's still really groundbreaking technology and a very new, um, option for chemotherapy patients. So I don't know if I would consider that an alternative type of medicine, but it was something kind of new and it was a gamble that I decided to take. And I'm really, really happy that I gave it a try. That's good. So about your emotional well-being, so how did you manage your well-being throughout the cancer journey? Not well, if I'm being really honest. Um, it's been, I'm in a place right now emotionally, but it took a lot to get here. And what's difficult is um, I'm a mom to a three-year-old toddler and the entire journey that I've been on, all I wanted to do was shield my son from what I was going through. I didn't want him to see me look sick or feel sad. And so I internalized a lot of those dark emotions and I only let them come out when I felt like I was safe and in a private space with my husband or with really close friends. So I didn't really give myself much room to work through those traumatic emotional feelings originally because I didn't feel like I had a big uh, space or platform to express them unless it was privately of course um, but what finally got me to step up to the next level of emotional well-being and healing was really talking about it with my husband and with my closest friends and expressing those complicated feelings like anger and disappointment and um, uncertainty and stress and once i was able to really like verbalize those feelings to them i felt like i could release it a bit more and it took a lot of time and rehashing those feelings over and over again but that's really just talking about it is what got me to move on from it eventually. But I, I definitely had to give myself a lot of time and a lot of space to sit with those feelings for a while. All right. So how was your experience with the doctors and the other medical staff? My experience was fabulous. I live in Colorado um, and I have to say that I'm really impressed with the care I received here. I, um, my whole oncology team in general was younger women who felt like peers to me instead of like a, um, um, it wasn't like a motherly figure or a grandmother figure. It just felt like I was with a friend who happened to be an oncologist or a surgeon or a plastic surgeon. And so that really made me feel comfortable. It made me feel seen and understood 
because one of the hardest parts of my breast cancer diagnosis was feeling like as a young woman, like this isn't for young women. No one else has been through this. And little did I know that many other young women have been through this. I just wasn't aware of it. So being with the medical team who felt like friends and peers to me made the whole difference in my journey. And it really made me feel like I was in good hands. Oh, that's good. So do you think cancer has changed you in a positive way? Yes, eventually it did. It took a long time to get to that place though. Um, and I honestly didn't think that I would ever feel that way because there's there's still some anger about why did this happen to me? And more importantly, why did this happen to my three-year-old for his mom have to go through this? But right now, yes, I would say that it has positively impacted me because it's given me more appreciation for my time on earth. Um, it had never occurred to me before in life that I might not necessarily live to be a hundred years. Like if I'm being honest, I never, I never thought that that would be an issue. So having this breast cancer really shifted my perspective of um, life is never a guarantee. It's an opportunity and you might not be your best self every single day, but you have the chance every single day to at least try and enjoy something in life. Even if it's a hard day, just find some enjoyment in it, find some meaningful connection in it find a higher purpose in it. So if I hadn't gone through my breast cancer diagnosis and journey, I don't know if I ever would have reached this awareness and appreciation for just, not to be cliche, but another another day to live really. That's good. So what all lifestyle changes did you make during the journey? Lifestyle changes. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't feel like I made big lifestyle changes. I've always been active. I've been a vegetarian for 20 years. Healthy eating has always been fairly consistent for me. One thing that I did shift was in being a vegetarian, sometimes I find that I eat a lot of processed soy and my cancer was um, estrogen and progesterone positive, HER2 negative. So I know it's not really on Crete evidence or information, but there is some link between processed soy and estrogen. So I talked with a nutritionist and she said, you know, you don't have to give up processed soy, but maybe just moderate it in smaller amounts. Now, natural soy, like soy sauce, edamame, tofu, those are perfectly fine is what she told me, but, um, those processed soy products, I try and just eat in moderation now. Aside from that, I didn't really change my lifestyle too much. That's good. So what all life lessons did you get from the cancer journey? Wow, um, ooh, I feel like I'm still learning some life lessons right now because I'm, it's just recently that I'm in a great place after cancer. Um, life lessons would really just to be give myself a break like it's okay to not 
be strong and happy all the time. Allow myself to be devastated if I feel devastated. Allow myself to be angry and express it because then after I express it, I can move on from it. So I think that's, I've always felt this pressure to be happy and make people around me comfortable. Um, but in doing so, sometimes I think that that can push aside some of my real feelings. So through my cancer journey, it really forced me to it finally express like, oh, I'm so mad that this happened to me. I'm really angry. I don't understand. And expressing that allows me to move forward and move on to a better place. That's good. So what will be your message to the survivors and caregivers out there? Caregivers, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I struggled more in my journey if it weren't for the amazing caregivers in my life. My husband being my number one soldier in the trenches with me. Um, in some ways, I think that journey is even harder for caregivers because you don't always know what to do or what to say or what the patient really needs. All you know, you want to help them and be there for them. So it's a very complicated and difficult for a caregiver to navigate. Um, but thank you for anyone who's a caregiver out there. Thank you for doing such wonderful work from patients like me. Like we appreciate you so much. That was wonderful. So, um, like you, you know that there are lots of stigmas regarding various types of cancers all around the world, especially breast cancer. So, how much do you think is the importance of the awareness? It's just starting, especially the age parameters regarding breast cancer. Social media is really where we are bringing more awareness to young breast cancer because there's so many women like me or young women like me who think that they have no risk of breast cancer. There's no family history. You live a healthy lifestyle. There's no symptoms. But that's apparently not, that doesn't make you immune to breast cancer. And so um, social media, I think, is how we are connecting with our peers in our age group to let them know, just be cognizant of this. I don't want to start paranoia, but just be aware of it, know your body, monitor it, and know that you're not necessarily immune, unfortunately. So did you join any support group during your cancer journey? I did. I actually joined a Facebook support group specifically for chemotherapy patients doing the cold cap process that I went through. I joined a support group, not even necessarily for like the emotional part of it, but because I had so many questions about what shampoo should I be using? What are the expected results? What do I do when a huge clump of hair falls out. Um, so I really ended up joining that support group for more technical issues. But in that, I did find a lot of emotional support and connection, just feeling like I wasn't alone in this. So um, it ended up emotionally helping me so much more than I realized. That's wonderful. So one last question will be like, if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, what would that be? Ooh, just one sentence is hard because it, there's so many layers to it. Um, the thing you? that always motivates. Yeah, sorry. Okay, no, I think I have it. I think I have it. Um, you and I are 
resilient. resilient. Whoever you are watching this, you are resilient. I am resilient. We can make it through and we can be powerful while we do so. Cancer does not take your power. That was really wonderful, Martha. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I'm pretty sure that this session will really motivate people who are out there who's currently passing through cancer and who has already been through the journey. So it was really a wonderful session. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for letting me talk about what it's like. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. That's great. Thank you.